0: Future CEOs, Startup CEO Tuesdays.
1: So, you want to be a CEO? Sure, go ahead, read your ABCs of Managing book. Or if you really want to be a CEO, then keep on listening to this Future CEOs podcast with your host, Gareth Armstrong, as he gets you up close and personal with real world CEOs. Thought leaders and industry experts to learn from their experiences and the insight and wisdom they've gained while leading in these challenging and ever changing times. Are you ready? Then let's do this.
0: Hi, I'm Gareth Armstrong, and welcome to Future CEOs. Today, we're sitting with David Feinberg, he is a co founder and CEO of an online portal called InternFit, so dealing with internships and in the graduate space. It's a young company, only a few years old, and they have had some interesting experiences up to now, including going through a round of funding and receiving funding and investment, and we're speaking to him today. Here he is. David Feinberg, founder and CEO of InternFit. Welcome to Future CEOs. It's good to have you.
2: Thank you so much for having me, Gareth. It's awesome to be here.
0: So, we have a list of questions that we're going to be asking you, but before we get into that, just tell us a little bit about InternFit. Where did it begin? How did you come about this idea? So, I'm actually still,
2: uh, well, hopefully I've passed all my um, exams that I just wrote. I I was in varsity and, you know, I'm fortunate enough to have, you know, the networks and the connections in order to get an internship during... Back work to, you know, gain job experience and real life practical world experience. Okay. So my father has a venture capital firm and my cousin and I, we came up with the idea. None of our friends could get real internships. I was actually currently doing an internship at Seed Engine mm-hmm. and we started, you know, we, we pitched a proper business idea and um, got dressed up in our suits and uh, thought that we needed all the marketing plans and we did all the, the ins and outs sure. and uh, we got up and running and uh, that's how InternFit got started. It started from our friends not being able to get internships or VAC work all the way to being a proper startup business at the moment.
0: So give us the elevator pitch what is InternFit?
2: So InternFit is an online internship portal where graduates are able to apply for Graduate or internship opportunities at companies or medium-sized companies, corporate, startups, you name it. That's essentially what it
0: is. So you guys source the opportunities and a young graduate will come to the portal and, and find the opportunities there, is that correct?
2: That, yeah, that's exactly how it works. We source both sides. You know, the, the company could be looking for the graduates and be able to source the graduates. And if graduates are looking for internships, then we're uh, similar to a dating website where we marry or we, we get the, the two together, we connect them.
0: Mm, okay, very nice. That, uh, that's a nice way to put it. So, you are then an entrepreneur, a startup CEO. What does it take to be one of those in your experience thus far? Well, I mean, I'm still a
2: youngster, so I've got experiences. I don't have time as an expert, you know, I, I don't have the lengthy time as I can consider been long experience. A startup CEO, I think it's very different. It's not, st- it's a strategy as well as execution. And I think the key word there is execution. Mm, very nice. You know, you're managing from small to big things. You know, you're doing payments to sales, to marketing, to tech. Um, I mean, I've got a partner who's involved in the tech aspect of everything. But you've got so many balls to juggle that... You know, you drop one and you drop it and it seems fun until someone, for example, a client comes to you and says, I'm not getting this. And you have to re-pick that up and you're dropping other. So it's, it's a very dynamic and you, I think you learn a fortune from being a startup CEO because there's just so much to do and only a few hands to do it with. So mm-hmm. it's very tough. You know, you have to be very courageous. You have to be resilient. Okay. If you can get through that that initial early stage and once you get your traction and you get systems in play and you can start employing people to do have a sales team and you get a a person uh, you know assistant developer let's say hypothetically, or you know once I think you grow your team, I think it becomes probably even more hard because now you need to, you know, look for how you're going to grow this business. How you are going to actually make it something that makes a difference and is innovative. And so, I mean, I'm still at the early stage where I'm still juggling the different balls and seeing what works, what doesn't work. You think you've got the right product, but your clients don't think that. Now you have to go back to the drawing board. Okay. Well, great practical example is. Um, you've got a company who wants interns. They think it's a great idea. Job opportunities and unemployment rates are... are We're in a bad way at the moment in South Africa. The unemployment rates are very high. Sure. And, And what we need to do is drop it. And I think companies understand that they've got a responsibility to uphold. You know, they want to take on interns, but they don't know how to take on interns. So then, like I was saying that, you know... You just want them to take an intern. You don't want to get human interaction involved because sure. then you can't be as scalable. But you just sometimes have to do it. So now you have to start consulting or helping them. How do you, or how do you set up an internship program mm. or what you look for in the interns because they're not full-time employee. They're not full-time at the stage of the internship, but you want to make them full-time. So it's very complicated being a startup CEO because what you thought... You are going to, to offer as a service is completely different five months down the line or whatever the time may be.
0: So, what I hear you talking about, and these are very nice phrases to use the one is pivoting. And that's They're definitely, really, I think. I that, mean, that's, that's what you're talking about. Without yeah.
2: a doubt, you have to pivot. Yeah.
0: You must adjust to what the client is, is telling you they want. The other thing that I hear you talking about is the valley of death. Now, if our listeners aren't familiar with the term, that is the period between the idea and startup and funding of that from your own pocket, really bootstrapping, and then you get this period where that money begins to dry up and there's obviously concerns around that and then you have to juggle balls, you have to really exactly. push hard to get sales and so on.
2: You, you look at uh, your, your, you know, where it's out of your own pocket, um, you know, you see your initial capital and it's like you hold your money there and you have a lighter under it and you just burn it (laughs) and and that's how it is it just somehow goes all right and uh, yeah i think that's definitely the you know key phrases and points you've pointed out there
0: let's just talk a little bit about you and how you your developmental journey how did you become who you are today How, how did you get to a point where you were you were willing to take this risk and really push yourself into a startup environment and and all that comes along with that
2: my dad is a serial entrepreneur okay he's started numerous amounts of businesses you know he lives it he breathes it he sleeps it as well as has some family time (laughs) and uh, i mean he's great to us but uh, you know when i was a little kid i mean I remember he used to put the phone on loudspeaker just so that I could hear, you know, what he was talking about. And, you know, he never ever used to explain it to me um, in depth, but he used to say, you know, just hear how everything's done. And, you know, when you say it's by, you're going to deliver by this due date, deliver by that date. And small little pointers while well, I was growing up. And mm. then I went on a few business trips with him. I went once to Mozambique. I mean, I was probably 12 years old, 13 years old.
0: Okay.
2: And then... um when I was in grade 5, so I must have been 10 years old, grade 5, probably 10 years old. My sister and myself, uh, we imported um, hats from uh, Hong Kong and we used to sell them at school as well as other stuff such as USB discs and and uh, you you, you, know, you name it. So, you know, since I was a youngster, I've always wanted to run my own business and, you know, work for myself and, and go and make a real difference in the world you know it's not about the money it's not about being worth a fortune one day but the big incentive is going to make a difference and so the journey of you know since I was a little kid I've always been um, exposed to entrepreneurship and business and when I got into university i 'm not the university type i don 't uh, sure,
0: and and many people aren't yeah
2: and and I think it 's a great lesson for whoever is still in university. Yes, I believe in a degree it 's very important for backbone and you you need it in today 's time. However, I think that for personally, I know that I have to get a degree, and um, I know the importance of it, but at the same time, I also know and knew that It wasn't 100% for me, and first year, you know, I I missed lectures, I did this, I did that, and I was wasting my time, I was either sleeping late, or I was watching TV the whole day, lying on the couch, and I just realized, like, what am I doing? Yes, I'm getting this piece of paper, you know, it's very important, but I can go make a difference, and I can... uh, definitely go out and try and make something happen. Mm. And when I got to second year university, this idea came along and this opportunity came up, and it's the best thing that's ever happened to me. I've learned an absolute fortune. And, you know, university, the the theory aspect is, it's correct. It it, it is real. Mm. And I think that the universities do update and are up to date with, ongoing trends such as social media and the latest example you know for marketing the best cheapest value for money YouTube adverts you know in my textbook cause it says all of that and it's fantastic but you can't understand it Well, and, I, and I'm, I, I truly believe this that yes the theory is fantastic but when you put it to practice and you realize how hard implementation is it's a whole nother ball game. Mm. And once I got involved in this, the growth and what I've learned is what I've probably learned here or working on my business in a week, it's probably what I learned in a year at Varsity. Very interesting. It's dealing with people, meeting new people, engaging with new people, understanding small things, you know, when they walk into a meeting room, trying to and coffee you know it's, it's simple yeah,
0: the, the, the nuances the, the, the little things exactly the fine things,
2: yeah. and I believe you know you can't learn that in university and of my CEO journey it's been fantastic you know we've got an investor on board which mm. is you know great and it's helped us out a lot but to deal with an investor to, to deliver what your investor wants to deal with clients to deal with employees to deal with just general people in the workspace networking and I'm only 21 years old, so the, the, the experience is invaluable. You can't get it anywhere else. It's, yeah. it's impossible. Well, and I'm saying that that with quite a lot of confidence, I mean, the true experience is in the real world.
0: No, no, sure, sure. What I hear you saying is that there is a foundational element that varsity will bring and does bring, and so we must never discourage education.
2: Exactly, and with not a, you couldn't put it better.
0: But there is also then additional education, and what I've heard you say here, there's the soft stuff, the soft skills, the again, the, I'll use the word nuances, the finer things, how, how to really make someone comfortable in a, in a particular situation, how to really deal with a customer complaint who is irate, and no five-step process will necessarily get you there, for, certainly exactly. from a textbook anyway. Exactly. So uh, I think you've already begun answering some of our other questions. So let me jump to th- that question. Let's see what we can get out of it. And leadership, management books, textbooks, what aren't they really teaching you? You've already started answering that. Just give us a few other things that aren't being taught in those books that you're picking up now as you're experiencing it in the real world.
2: So I think what the you know the textbooks and uh, the the university can't teach. It comes back to to internships. Ironically, university teaches you the theory and the the, the way of thinking behind everything. Sure. But and and it's easy to understand that, you know, you read it, you comprehend it, you analyze it, and it's understandable. But I think the biggest challenge is is, is the real life stuff to it is actually going out there and doing it mm. it's not as easy as a five-step process the whole process or the whole the whole mission if you want to call it that probably does entail each of those five steps
0: but there's there's stuff around it, isn't there and
2: there's so much stuff around that it's it's that's the difficult thing to get from step one to step two so much goes into it and there's so much there's a, a level of understanding and more than a, of understanding, it's actually going out and doing. Mm. And I think varsity it can't teach you that. The real challenge that a textbook can't teach is just being out in the real world and dealing with real issues, and you know actually getting stuff done. Because if it's not done by that date, there's maybe a second chance, but may not necessarily be one.
0: On on that point, let, let me ask this question then. So, as a young entrepreneur, as a young CEO. What has been one of well, one of the biggest mistakes you've made and and the learning that has come from that So I believe that uh, you know the experience that
2: I have initially I thought it would be easy. you have a great idea there's a real need for internships in South Africa especially, and you know there's a real need for giving graduates practical experience mm. and I thought that it was going to be as easy as one two three. You know, you get the system developed. You maybe put a bit of marketing into it. And you've got, you know, a LinkedIn South Africa graduates portal. Okay. And I think uh, soon I realized that it wasn't easy and you had to get in the thick of things. So, mm. you know, a biggest failure or, or, or no, early mistake, early mistake is thinking that it's going to be easy and stuff's going to come to you sales money success sure you you name it and i soon realized that it wasn't as easy as that Mm. so you know you have to go out there you have to put in the hard work you have to put in a real effort or you won't see results unfortunately you know you can't just wake up and be a successful person the likes of steve jobs you, I mean, you can name anyone. They they wake up early. They work late. They 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 put a lot of sacrifice. You know, they've sacrificed a fortune in order to be who they are today and known for what they've done today. Mm, well said. So initially, in the early days of intern fit, you know, used to come to work when I wanted, came in slip slops. Okay. Came with a hat on. All right. And, you know, that was the early days and stuff just wasn't, I mean, it wasn't not happening, but I think I was still immature within the position of being a CEO. Uh, I looked at myself as maybe being the kid. Okay. And I think as time went on, I realized that, you know, either this, you're going to make it happen or you're not going to make it happen. It's not going to just happen. Mm. And, you know, started coming to work properly dressed. You know, the startup scenes... Not the corporate scene. It's sure. you know, there are people who come in shorts and sleeveless vests and that. But sure. when you're dealing with clients and that, you also have to you have to go out there and match to their level of what's acceptable within the workspace or not. And then you know, once you start looking the part and dressing the parts, then I started realizing that okay, I want to make this happen. Mm. It's not going to just happen, as I mentioned before. And, uh, you know, today I think I'm (laughs) well-dressed. I I think you're (laughs) (laughs) well-dressed. But uh, the the lesson learnt of mistakes is, and to just sum it up, is that I don't think anything can just happen in life. Mm. Whether you're a fantastic sportsman, the best in the world sportsman, the most gifted sportsman, there are plenty of hours that go behind that. I mean... You look at Tiger Woods or whoever it may be, messy, they're in the gym, they're on the driving range. There's hard work put behind everything.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's a saying, and I forget exactly how it goes, but it's something to the effect of a champion isn't made in the ring, he's recognized there.
2: And I, I think that's that sums it all up.
0: Your biggest light bulb moment as you have now stepped into this role? So
2: um, about a year ago... Um, it was actually the 27th of November 2013 so it was a seed engine which is a business accelerator um i got the the honor to to pitch for investment at their demo day okay you know basically it's a room full it's an auditorium room full of investors and then you get your 10 minute pitch mm. and either you get uh, investment or you don't get investment sure, but sure. So it was my 21st birthday oh okay all right <laughs> so that's how i remember the, the well and the date.
0: did you get a birthday present that's i think what everyone's um... so, so we did get a birthday
2: present okay great but uh, uh you know i woke up that morning and i realized wow i'm 21 today and you know i'm not trying to push my ages it's admirable at 21 it's just 21
0: it just happened it's to be young, a, and yeah. it's,
2: it's, 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 I believe everyone at 21 is able to start a business because starting a business doesn't mean success necessarily. Sure, you know, it's, it's a step to success or one step extra, you know, closer to success.
0: And by the way, Grant Patterson, he is the former CEO of MassMart. He said, and I'm going to paraphrase him forget about age, there are millionaires who are 16 yeah, okay. year olds, and there are uh, paupers who are 50 years old. Yeah. Age, as you have just said, is not a defining factor when it comes to success. Please continue with your story.
2: So, yeah. So, you know, I'll, I just, uh, I woke up that morning and it, I remember it was a rainy morning. It was a summer's morning that we went off to Gibbs and pitched in front of a room full of investors, which isn't an easy task. It mm. was a, it was definitely a learning
0: experience for me. And By the way, you, you weren't in slops and, and shorts at this point. I don't think so.
2: <laughs> I think I got dressed up that day. Okay. But um, I, I walked into the room and I stood up, and I walked to the front or the podium or the stage, whatever you want to call it. And I think I had a you know a slight epiphany where I realized, are you know now you're in it, you're in it, you're oh, in it. It's this not is real. A, this is real. It's it's not a school concert or mm. a, a, a little rehearsal or. But I think as a light bulb moment, it was, wow, I've got an absolute great opportunity at my hands. And yes, everyone wants to be successful in their personal personal capacity. But at the same time, I've got a great opportunity to go and make a difference in the world, go make a difference out there in South Africa, help the less fortunate who can't go get internships and mm-hmm. job experience. because. You know what, what? What generally happens is to get the theory behind you, as we mentioned earlier, it's fantastic. But unfortunately, companies don't want inexperienced personnel. Yeah. And I, I realised I can make a difference. And that was the light bulb moment. I think where I just had that re- moment of realisation that okay, let's let's go make a difference mm. in South Africa.
0: Oh yeah. So it all comes together. Standing in front of a group of investors, adding to your pressure potentially, but then really the result was a birthday present as you, as you've mentioned, so you you were able to gain an investor at exactly. least one at that point exactly fantastic. Please finish the sentence for all of our listeners as a CEO, my highest priority every day is to ensure
2: direction and growth within intern fits and you know making sure that all those balls are still being juggled Mm. as best to my ability
0: Mm. okay very interesting what do you mean by direction so let's just unpack that a little bit so i think as a ceo whether
2: it's in a startup small business ceo or a corporate ceo Mm. sure i think the most important thing with direction and it really turns into vision where do you want to see this company Mm. and how do you want to see it? And, you know, a perfect, you know, you can, you can see or at least I can say I see or I can feel or I can somehow there's something special about special CEOs that mm. I look up to. And there's something unique about those businesses. My role model and the person I look up to as a CEO of, of a big corporate as, mm. or big company is Steve Jobs, you know he he had a large corporate or a large company let's say because he doesn't treat it or they apple isn't seen as a corporate business because all they're looking for is growth they're very innovative no
0: yeah, they are certainly an enigma in the corporate space exactly
2: aren't they? i mean as far as i understand they the analysts say that they're going to be the first company to hit a market cap of $1 trillion.
0: I've not heard that, but that's very interesting.
2: So, you know, the company that's different, think different, that's that's their, That's Apple. And Steve Jobs is that person who, you know, inside the computer, it's apparently inside Apple tech and Apple hardware, is that it's beautiful inside. Mm. But the end user would never see that. So, you know, small things, they have visions, these people, they... They understand what their vision is, their direction, and I think that it's so important. It doesn't seem important in the beginning, you know, it, uh, in startup. Let's say it sure. doesn't seem important. You just want to get that early revenue, as we spoke about mm-hmm. earlier. Mm-hmm. You've got your capital, the burn, and once you burn, you're gone. Vision is so important, but it's in the startup. You know, as a as a startup CEO, I want InternFit to be the leading. Internships port in South Africa Whether it be finding interns Whether it be consulting Whether it be the the tech side of it
0: Whatever the pivot requires Whatever
2: the pivot requires Mm. Necessary because you can't cater For everyone Mm. And direction is so Key but It's so tough being a startup CEO Because you actually just need to get that Traction initially you need to become Self-sustainable Which startups aren't self-sustainable even uh, the likes of, uh just thinking off the top of my head, Snapchat, you know, for all the graduates and, you know, it's a much younger market. Snapchat doesn't have revenue. I mean, to think of that, but they've got a clear vision, obviously, because they get getting investment still. They're still paying salaries. Mm. they still doing development. they still doing X, Y, Z. And they've obviously got a very clear vision. And I think you can feel it if you're a Snapchat user that they very... Pivotal. They they understand what they do, and they still run in. They add in every day, and obviously they 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 illustrate in this vision to the investors. They must be because they still a company. Yeah, they still they still, still operating. M- yeah, and the second you don't have investment in the startup phase and your burn runs out, you're done.
0: What I hear you saying here, often what seems to happen, especially with a young entrepreneur. And when I say young, I don't necessarily mean age. I'm talking about in the entrepreneurial journey is that we are really looking to start something. We like the idea of ideas. But then what happens is a lot of things come and they can distract us. And so what I hear you saying is have a clear vision. From that vision, draw a clear direction and then don't let anything sway you beyond maybe a pivot or two that your customer or your client is sharing with I you. I think I think you summed that up perfectly because... You—it's your vision,
2: you know. Investors and and even clients are buying into you. Mm. You don't really have a proven track record. You don't really have a name for your business. You might have a name for yourself because you know Mark Zuckerberg comes along and he starts up a new business. He will get his investment sure. and his vision. His vision will be backed. I'll I mean, we can all guarantee that. Sure. And I think that your vision and what you you're saying is that. Your pivots in that, you must pivot. You must be, you must try to think differently. But your end vision of where you want to see yourself, can't, you can't be distracted by those small hurdles or those big hurdles that you have to get over and you have to go around them or that.
0: Or these, these other opportunities that it, may come along exactly. and seem all it, shiny because on it the can, it,
2: can, it can take away completely from your vision. You know, example, intern fit. We want to be an online internship platform where graduates can apply for graduate opportunities in their respective field.
0: Mm.
2: Now, to go out and do something different with internships involved is not where we want to see ourselves. But we may have to do that in order to get where we want to be. Sure. And I think we've summed up vision
0: quite nicely Mm. and, and direction. Then let me lead us into the next point with this question. What's the best advice that you've ever received?
2: So I think the best advice that I've ever received is definitely from my father he's a serial entrepreneur mm. he's been there done that got the t-shirt numerous amounts of times and I think the advice is that you have to be number one you have to be passionate you have to love what you're doing whether you're in a CEO position which I'm I mean I'm sure all most listeners want to one day be there whether it's corporate or startup
0: mm. um,
2: you have to love what you're doing you have to you have to live it and you have to wake up in the morning not seeing it as a job, but seeing it as a passion and part of your life. I think that's the first bit of advice. So the second bit of advice is sometimes one person is doubting what they're doing. C- clients, friends, family—they might be very critical and giving criticism mm. of of what you're trying to do, and they may not understand as we spoke about vision earlier. So you know when you when you starting to doubt yourself. And you're starting to, you know, actually take stuff personally from others, which I think is important. And I think at the advice I've gotten is, you do have to listen sure. to others, but sometimes I think you have to go with your gut, mm. what you truly believe in, what you truly understand, and what you, you know, what you really want to do, as opposed to, well, why don't you do it this way? Well, I think it's very important to also back yourself sometimes mm. when you're feeling down, when money, you know, it's all well and great on an Excel spreadsheet, your projections within a startup uh, space, but you know, to hit those are very hard, those targets and that. And I think as 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 an entrepreneur and as a, a, a startup CEO, you you have to just you know take a deep breath and re-energize and mm. get back on the horse and and carry, carry on with the journey because it's not an easy journey it's a tough journey so you have to be very ambitious and you you have to be self you know have self-determination
0: i really like what you're saying with stick with your vision though i hear that coming up here uh, stick with your vision because you had that vision for a reason there were, there was something there and we mustn't be distracted from that. In terms of habits that you have developed to help you be successful, a habit or two, would you mind sharing with us? So I think um, in
2: terms of habits, you know, you have, to, you have to keep working at it, working hard. You know, I wouldn't say I'm successful yet.
0: Sure. I, I think <laughs> we all, depending on how we measure success, all of us fall short of that definition sometimes.
2: Yeah, definitely. In terms of habit, I think the best habit that our I'm striving towards mm. is having a great work ethic.
0: Okay. And what does that mean? Are we talking about getting up at 5 a.m., having good time management? Is that part of the work ethic element or is it a combination where of things?
2: startup CEOs fall short a lot, okay. including myself, mm-hmm. and I'm including the whole entire startup community.
0: Okay. You're painting everyone with the same brush.
2: Uh, yes, I am. The, the, the work ethic's so important from time management, from waking up early to getting stuff done. Um, when you're doing it, work hard.
0: I think what you, you are referring back to is the word that you used right at the beginning of this conversation, which is execute, is that right? Yes,
2: definitely. Um, you know, execution is key and I, I mean, I, you slowly learn and you keep learning every day and like I mentioned earlier in the conversation, what I learned here, learning university, you can't compare the two. But in order to execute, your work ethic has to be on form. You have to be hard working. You have to be sitting down, focusing on what you're doing. You have to manage your time. You have to make sure you're on the ball with everything. Mm. You have to be up to speed with everything. The news, you have to know what's happening in the news. You have to know what's happening in the market. You have to know what's happening within your own business. Mm. You have to know what's happening with who's doing what within the business, what's not being done, What are the clients happy? Are they not satisfied? Why are they not satisfied? There's so much to it. And if you aren't consistently working on it, then you start digging a bit of a hole.
0: This is a very interesting point because what seems to happen on a corporate level with CEOs of large organizations is that they mustn't micromanage. They are really there to be a rudder on a ship, as it has been said to me before, but they're not there to to manage the nitty gritty. What I hear you saying is that absolutely you must Micromanage at this particular point in the growth phase of your business because it's a startup.
2: I think I think you've you know hit the nail on the head. With the only thing that I could could say to it within my experience is that I think for employees, you know, the people you employ in, I think you have to also employ entrepreneurial people because okay. it takes that extra, it takes that one thing off. Your, your shoulders that you have to micromanage And what I've seen Within the environment that I work in With is you know, co-working space within For startups mm. Is that sometimes people employ Experienced people But they don't actually understand The entrepreneurial side to it yeah, The pressures that come with it And some of those aspects I'm assuming Exactly, so I think you have to micromanage Initially And you have to be on the ball with everything From marketing to paying the bills or paying the you know the invoices that you're getting for whatever it may be. It's very tough to do it and that's why I say I'm working towards my work ethic because Mm. to balance everything and to work hard on everything that's not easy.
0: Yeah, we have used a term micromanage which is a uh, perceived to be negative out there in the market. Uh, I think perhaps we must use a softer term in this in this discussion. Um, or certainly, at least end this this part of our discussion with a softer term, and let's use the term attention to detail.
2: Yeah, that's think, much better.
0: <laughs> <laughs> because there will be people listening to this, and they're going to be rejecting what we're saying because we're saying micromanage. But it's just a phrase. It's yeah, a yeah, phrase yeah. that means let's get detail orientated. What should future CEOs be studying over and above their formal education? So. You have said here, you have said in this conversation that education is vital. You've also said that you don't actually enjoy that the academic space very much. What should future CEOs be studying over and above what they're doing, over and above academia?
2: So firstly, I think that uh, future CEOs should be up there within, you know, must be worldly and have general knowledge Okay You know It's simple stuff That it's It's not within university And you can gain that Within university But it's Watching the news Seeing what's going on In the world Seeing what's going on In South Africa See what's going on In their own neighborhoods mm. um, Secondly What I What I believe Is that Go out there And try something A hypothetical example is go out there And sell sweets To And this is very Entrepreneurial But you know, you could learn an absolute fortune through this stuff in terms of, so you know, go out there and sell sweets with a personalized branding on it and you know, make a small profit because experience and the experience has also come up a lot is priceless. Uh,
0: let me jump in you quickly uh, because what you've just said and it's just a thought that's, that's come to me and let's see where it goes um, as we discuss a little bit further on what you're saying. The show, what was the show that Donald Trump used to run? Apprenticeship. The The Apprentice. The Apprentice, The Apprentice. And I used to, it was always so interesting to see some of these corporate executives who were maybe MBAs and, and, and going out and doing what was seemingly mundane things like selling sweets. And it would be so interesting to see what would happen if we, all of us, before we try and sell another product before we enter the market with our startup if we were to go and for two or three or a month uh, two or three weeks or a month go and actually go door to door and sell sweets and see what that teaches us that's a it's an interesting thought great example thank you for sharing that you're welcome so
2: i think yeah, it would. It would actually be probably most people wouldn't be able to sell the
0: sweets, or it would be very difficult uh, to yeah, sell them. They wouldn't could. be very happy doing that. So how how could you? But imagine the lessons. Exactly, you'd learn an absolute fortune, and you know,
2: I'm I'm coming from more of an entrepreneurial side than a CEO side. Sure, but that I think I'm sure you know. You go speak to any large corporate CEO; they've had, they would they pro- most likely. All the people who went to sell sweets,
0: or I know some of them were Xerox salesmen. They had the arch, to go door to door. They arch, had to, to cold call and uh, and do that kind of and thing. it's tough, hard work. That you
2: know, you get in a lot of rejections, and people are getting angry at you. Where did you get my number? Yeah, and, exactly. But. It, I think it builds character and it, 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 it toughens people up. And it, it
0: teaches lessons and those scars, as they have been described to me as well, the scars that you get, even the deep scars are really, really good for you in terms of the learning. Even the deep scars with salt on them. Okay. You well, want to <laughs> add some salt. Okay. No, no. And uh, yeah, and I, I agree. Yeah. So so I think it's, it's, it's even,
2: you know, people join in, you know, this is apart from uh, academic aspects and, you know, theory aspects. People even maybe be joining forums, you know, um, going around the table. It doesn't necessarily have to be monetary aspects to it by making money or that, but it's just to deal with people, different types of people, different types of cultures, um, you know, different to- types of religions, whatever it may be you know there are forums out there that people could join or get in in the conversation or there's networking events for young um aspiring uh, graduates or, or or university students there are organizations and forums out there and i think that's another great way people can start learning other uh, other ways and other dynamics to the whole long journey that we all we all are on I'm in the same boat as I'm sure as a lot of these li- the listeners out there
0: mm-hmm. a, a book or two that you would recommend well,
2: the Steve Jobs book just on you know uh, attention to detail as opposed to you know micromanaging. he was actually a micromanager, he liked getting involved, he mm-hmm. liked telling people how to do it. it was his way, or literally the way yeah, he, yeah. he fired people on no grounds. But I'm not, you know, I'm not. Um, it's not a book that I'm, I'm. 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 I don't think people should read it to become like Steve Jobs in terms of his ways of his ways. Because a lot of people look down on them. And but it, it's got a fun. It's got a great. It's a great read just to understand what you. There's a balance in everything in life: family, business, university, sport, whatever the case may be. But. If you could find that fine balance of Steve Jobs, I mean, it's it's fantastic. And then another book is you know I'm a huge IP supporter, okay. And I think as as a as a CEO, it's, it's it's a fantastic read because everything we've discussed now. You know, just in an hour, whatever, you know, all the, and I'm sure we can probably speak for five hours, ten hours, different aspects, different uh, dynamics to business, to CEOs, to whatever it is. I think it all gets covered in the Springbok 2007 World Cup win with Jake White and John Smith. Okay. They had a vision. Mm. I mean, Jake White, or it was John Smith, I'm not sure who it was. They said in the first training, in four years' time, Will be sitting in a circle around the Web Ellis Cup. Mm. They had a vision from their first training, their first training camp, and John Smith's an absolutely fantastic leader. Uh, he's a different type of leader. You've got—I mean, I'm not sure if you're a big rugby. I am, and I support the Sharks. Um, I support. I'm from. I'm from, uh, J-Berg, so I support the Lions. Okay. And... <laughs> But when they win, they win, it's okay. It's like you guys went in the, the Super Rugby, but sure. it's, it's it's all good.
0: But but uh, I think I'm, what what I what I'm communicating is I definitely you understand know John, who John Smith. Smith is yeah.
2: So you know John Smith, um, you've got Richie McCaw who is a leader from the front. You sure. can't argue that. He's I don't know how old he is. He's thirty five, I think. He's played over one hundred and ten caps. He's still leading from the front. Whereas I think you've got more of a business CEO and John Smith. He leads from the side. He he's a great mentor. He understands the, the 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 vision. How to engage with his players, his coaches. He's the link between the coach and the players, which could be like, you know, the link between the investors and the the the, the company. And I think John Smith in the book it is it's. it's Absolutely fantastic. Just give us
0: the, the title.
2: Uh, oh, sorry, I was actually going to that, so <laughs> I just got into. It's called Captain in the Cauldron. and I mean, I read it probably five years ago, four years ago, but it just struck me, and it's always stuck with me. All the lessons that are that small things. I mean, I think it's, I think it was the training camp before Dur- before they left to France, mm. and they were in Durban and it was an informal captain's session okay and he took the whole squad on uh on a run and at every like i don't know if it was every two k's or whatever there was beers okay And each player would tell their story of the four-year journey Hmm. so there's just small things and, you know, CEOs need to do that and they need to be dynamic and understanding of their employees and they need to understand their employees and get personal relationships with them. And I think I just I, – I, whoever's listening, if you're a rugby lover and you haven't read the book, I, I, I really suggest it because there's so much you can learn out of John Smith and his journey. He was a young, young captain initially – Him and Jake White, as well as other senior players, you know, like they they literally led South Africa to the World Cup and in France, and we won it.
0: Not only if you are a rugby fan, but it sounds like if you're an entrepreneur, if you are a leader in any uh, aspect or in any forum, in any office, that you should be reading that. That's what I hear you saying, David. We've come to the end of our conversation. And usually what we would do at this point is we would ask certainly a more senior CEO to go back and uh, back in time and give him or herself some advice, some counsel when they were 20 years old. Now, you're close to 20, 21. <laughs> Share with our listeners what you might have said to yourself a little while ago but then also, just maybe a final word to those who are in some a similar situation to you, as a closing thought and remark.
2: So I think I think that you know on the journey that I've been on, you you think you're going to learn it and it's going to come and and you know you're going to keep learning and you're going to get to a point where where you know everything. Okay. But I think Einstein sums it up for clear understanding. Okay. Um, Einstein said something along the lines of The more I learn The more I realize how much I don't know Mm. And You know I'm sure Top CEO Corporates They actually know that More than anyone That Mm. there's so much to learn out there There's so much that they don't know But when someone who Is listening to them They go wow That person is intelligent That Mm. person has so much experience behind them so I think the, the message of what I can give to myself and to the listeners is, I mean, we all, I'm 21, I'm not sure, you know, whoever's listening out there. I should have started three years ago, hmm. four years ago. Okay. Because I re- I've realized how much I don't know. And I keep learning every day, but every single day I start, look, I start thinking, wow, There's so much more to learn. I know absolutely nothing, Mm. but I keep learning. It's very ironic. No, no,
0: it's a fantastic piece of advice. So I think
2: you must be open to learning. It's probably the most important thing. Open to learning more and more and more every day.
0: Be open to learning and start immediately. Start as soon as possible. Yesterday. Start yesterday. (laughs) Um, Well said. David, it's been a pleasure to have you on Future CEOs. Thank you for sharing your wisdom and your insight and your experiences with us. And all the best for the future. We are looking forward to seeing you and InternFit um, doing some really big things. Thanks a lot. So that was David Feinberg, the CEO of InternFit. If you'd like to get into contact with him, you can find their contact details on the summary page on our website. I'm Gareth Armstrong, and as always, it's been a pleasure.
1: Thanks for joining us today on Future CEOs, and we hope you're feeling inspired and ready to take action. Head over to future-ceos.com for show summaries, recaps, articles, and other resources aimed at fast-tracking your rise to CEO status to make it even easier for you. Simply sign up for our weekly newsletter, and we'll keep you up to date on all interviews, special guest appearances, new developments, and more.